wish, and you're not supposed to tell your wishes because then they don't come true, but I'm going to wish for the rest of the season there are no feuds. That day? Yeah. The fateful day. You remember that day? The day. Did yes. Iraq attack us? No, I'm saying Al-Qaeda. Okay, oh, did Iraq, Iraq attack us, Elizabeth? Iraq did not attack us, Correct. Why didn't they go to commercial? And why did they go on the split screen? It was Bill Getty's wet dream that day. Oh my gosh, we're gonna be right back with Alicia Silverstone. My feelings were, aren't you my friend who'd been at my house? Right. Didn't we go together with our children to see Barney? Yeah. You are my friend yes. since September. Yes. Do you believe that I think our troops are terrorists? I and do. you would not even look me in the face, Elizabeth, and what say, no, about? Rosie. They're your thoughts. Defend your own insinuations. I defend my thoughts. Defend your own thoughts. And I did actually a couple of segments with her afterwards, Elizabeth, and I was, you know, then I walked into my dressing room, I got my stuff, and I walked out, and I knew I would never go back. She's back. TMZ reporting that Rosie O'Donnell is returning to The View. What could ruin a vacation more than to hear news like this? <laughs> I, I know Rosie very well. We worked mm -hmm. quite closely. Talk about not securing the border. Here in comes to The View the very woman who bit in the face of our military, but in the face of her own network, and really in the face of a person who stood by her. Rosie O'Donnell made some comments yesterday, um, and she said that she had a little bit of a crush on you, and it was mutual. You know, I would, did everything I could to sort of be loving. It was my kind of mitzvah in my own mind. I'm gonna take this job, and I'm gonna love this kid no matter what. What she said was reckless, untrue, and not only insulting, disturbing. She was afraid of my crush. She couldn't take it that somebody was nice to her. She liked me back. It wasn't like a sexual thing, but she liked me back. We were friends. Well, she didn't say anything about the way you looked or anything. She just said she had a crush on you. Is that, is that the same thing? I'm just curious. There were words in her statement that said she had intentionally tried to groom me. I wasn't grooming her. I was loving her. So I, I would call her if I had her number. I tried yesterday. She knows a lot of people who have my phone number. Joy Behar has my phone number. Um, she has my forgiveness full heart, and I really pray that she can just have the peace that she deserves. Scared her so much. <laughs> it just scared her. I hope that she's okay, and I hope she, that she's at peace, and I hope she and I can get to a place of peace at some point, but more I want it for her than anything else. I've always wanted to do a podcast with different women who have different points of view. Or just like a show where I force people to talk about the view with me. Is the world flat? Yes. I'll call it Deja the View. I, I never thought about it, Whoopi. Good morning, America. Welcome to Someone Knows Something and Then Thought About It and Said Something podcast. Hi, it's us, your good friends, Marie and Kevin. I'd love to take this time to mention, if you have not already given us a rating and a review on the Apple Podcast app, um, please do. Um, all you have to do is do it and um, you don't even have to pause the podcast you can do it without pressing pause and even if you're listening on spotify you can still, you can still... open up <laughs> apple and leave a rating and review it's amazing what phones can do mm -hmm. nowadays fresh off our stint in new york city mm -hmm. i have a cold because <laughs> we did a lot of walking and i didn't wear a hat <laughs> 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 um <laughs> it was a whirlwind trip as they say we did a lot of stuff we saw waitress mm -hmm. we saw joey mcintyre in waitress we saw the Times square olive garden oh my god yes that actually was a highlight of the trip yeah if i had to say like what the rose and what the thorns of the trip were olive garden is a rose mm -hmm. olive garden is a rose Joanne Trattoria is a thorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Someone sent me like the, I don't know what you call it, but like the health 
inspection, I guess. Frigio Antritoria? Yeah. Not, was it pending? Not well, bitch. I noticed when we were going in, there was a sign that said pending. It's not an I didn't a. mention it. <laughs> it's not a B. It's a C. <laughs> Girl, where do you think you're going? The toilet. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was... It was fine. I was happy it, to be there. Yeah. Yeah. It just like didn't compare to Olive Garden. No. All of Garden. No. <laughs> None of Garden. Um, and of course, uh, we went to the view. We're gonna talk more about that mm-hmm. a little later. But yeah. Because it, we could go on and on, and I think there's other more pressing matters to discuss off the bat. We always have to give you the hard news headlines first. And the biggest headline of all is... What is it, Kevin? Payless Shoe Stores going bankrupt. (laughs) (laughs) They've started to close down the stores all over the world. Wow. I think they're keeping some open. Maybe, you know what? Maybe they should have paid more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just... That joke is courtesy of <laughs> Buckley's daytime <laughs> cold medication. I just immediately started thinking about Star Jones, at, uh, given that she was the the most recognizable face of Payless shoes. Yeah. Um, and the that, only maybe. <laughs> I started looking up some of her old advertisements, uh-huh. and I came across. Do you remember like the Mad TV? skits of star jones payless ads i don't not off the top of my head oh i'll show it to you it's okay. brutal <laughs> it's like it's stuff that was like funny at the time but just like would not fly now recently i had some elective surgery and got this big old stomach staple <laughs> and girl it's time to celebrate because i've lost my first nine pounds only 348 pounds to go and then i'll be at my halfway point <laughs> now when i celebrate where do i like to go well to pay less of course Kevin just made me watch the video and it's like no sometimes there were like really good mad tv skits like lorraine and stuff yeah and then there were like other ones where it's like they picked their worst idea and just like committed fully to (laughs) it for seven minutes to it yeah she's not only wearing a fat suit it's like She's like wearing one of those fat suits that like covers your arms or your hands and feet. Yeah. And it's like ballooned. It's like one of those like Halloween like balloon suits. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe at the time it was sort of fair game because Star's like whole thing was lying about how she lost weight. I guess. No. (laughs) I'm waiting for Star to release a statement on the loss of Payless. But unfortunately, I think I'll be waiting for forever. (laughs) I did go to Payless a lot as a child. That's because they did BOGO. We used to cross the, because we didn't have one in Canada where I was, we had to cross the border and go to the mall in um, Maine, Mm -hmm. and we would wear our, this is maybe like too telling of where I am class-wise, but (laughs) we'd wear our old, like, broken-ass shoes across the border, leave them in the garbage outside of the mall, (laughs) and wear our new Payless shoes back over the border so that we wouldn't have to declare duty on them oh don't come for me wow that's smart i hope that that's past the statute of limitations (laughs) of like border fraud yeah well anyone who has a sibling knows what bogo is because that Mm, was how you get your shoes that's true in other news um yeah in maybe slightly (laughs) more important (laughs) i think with the ladies who punch book being everywhere Right now, ahead of its release, a lot of people are talking about The View in the news. Mm -hmm. And uh, naturally, people are wondering, where is Barbara? Yeah. And why isn't she weighing in on this book? Um, And according to Radar Online, it's not good news. Um, They published a couple articles that are very, like, distasteful, but probably some truth to it um one of them saying tragic end barbara walters suffering advanced dementia can't recognize friends um and it claims that Whoopi goldberg uh recently paid a visit to barbara but she couldn't remember who she was wow and it says that 
like if this is made up this is disgusting but if it's true it's heartbreaking it says Goldberg's presence triggered a screaming fit from the reclusive star Barbara's eyes were opened wide and she was terrified that makes me want to cry that's like really crazy fanfic if it's fake Mm -hmm. but also could be true and it says Whoopi excused herself from the room she was heartbroken by what she saw Walter's loved ones have been making subtle arrangements for visitors and devoted friends have been saying their final farewells. It says um, that, oh, it also keeps referring to this butler that Barbara has. Uh That is like, it says um, people are worried about the reach of the icon's inner circle while some regulars suddenly are being shut out by a mysterious butler who controls the star's affairs. This is like the same storyline as the... um, Richard Simmons? Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, we called it like forever ago, like where the Where's Barbara's podcast. Um, It says it's driving her pals crazy. He's a trusted member of Barbara's team who has known her for years. So he's like being protective of Barbara, this mysterious butler who's probably just Bill Getty. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then there's this other article that's like even more distasteful, but you know, um, fond farewell, Barbara Walters plans her own funeral. While reps have denied Walters is in poor health um, and planning her funeral, sources have told Radar she's been hampered by heart disease. And since breaking her hip several months ago, she's confined to a wheelchair. She got the idea to call it her exit plan from her late friend, Nora Efron. Every detail has been spelled out from the flowers to the venue, to the guests, and even who she wants to sing. Um, plus, there will be a video package starring her favorite person, Barbara herself. <laughs> like, how dare they? But you know what? That article, to me, feels more tasteful than the last one, which was just like, like telling the story of her as like a person who like has no control over their life. Yeah, I guess. This one was like, she's still a control She's freak. still Barbara. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be... I, I, don't think it's like necessarily good. I don't want to put any energy out there. I don't think it's like good to like um debate whether someone's like dying or not. Yeah. But like it we haven't seen her in public in a long time. Which I think is if like she's not well, I love that she was like like no one's coming in. I'm not talking to the media ever yeah. again. Like if I'm if I'm like going off the rails, like I'm going to no one's gonna see me yeah like not my best she's like let them talk let them wonder (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh and there's nothing worse than like when people talk about people as if they're dead when they're not like yeah that's why i like don't want to put the energy out there but i hope she's well yeah but like with this news, it makes some of the stuff coming out in the Ladies Who Punch book sound like really bad. Mm-hmm. Like, um, well, I mean, I don't even think they need this news to make what's coming out in that book sound really bad. But <laughs> that's um, my two cents. But like, the there was an excerpt released about Jenny McCarthy's time on The View. Oh yeah. Um, I think she's the most like bitter person. How about Barbara. Yeah, but the things that were like. The, the things that I thought were like the most interesting was Jenny complaining about how um, Barbara yelled at her for being anti-vax. Yeah. But like Jenny saying it in a way that's like Barbara bullied me. Um, yeah. Like she wrote um, that when she came on the show in 2007 to discuss her book Louder Than Words, A Mother's Journey in Healing Autism. Before she even got on stage, she was told that Barbara wanted to speak with her. And she said, I walked into her dressing room and she blew up at me. She was screaming, how dare you say this, that autism can be cured. My knees were shaking. I remember my whole body was shaking. The ordeal lasted about seven minutes. Um, But apparently by the time she appeared in 2012 to discuss her next book, Barbara completely couldn't remember who Jenny even was. Oh my God. That to me is like iconic Barbara. Yeah. Thank you, Barbara, for yelling at Jenny about being anti-vax. And also, like, Barbara, her sister, um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if she had autism, but she had some sort of... I think think she did have autism. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, like, personal for Barbara. And so for Jenny to be like, like, she yelled at me, this evil woman. It's like, well, she was just sticking up for... And I feel like there are other times that Jenny's talked about where Barbara maybe, like, didn't treat her that great. 
where I can kind of see her side of it more. This is not one of them. Yeah. Um, And then she talked more about like when she was actually a co-host on the show and she said that there was a war between Barbara and Whoopi about wanting to moderate. Yeah. Um, And she said, it broke my heart when Barbara would shuffle to Whoopi and say, can I moderate please? And Whoopi would say, no. How can you do this to a woman who paved the way for a female journalist? The reason we're doing this job is because of Barbara Walters. Well, pick your battle. Like, <laughs> do you hate her or are you trying to protect her legacy? What I is know. it? Like, do you hate Barbara? Or do you hate Whoopi? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just her section is like the worst one for me to read because uh-huh. I'm just like, like, just move on, Jenny. <laughs> just move on. Um, she also said that Whoopi has an addiction to controlling people's thoughts um, and that she was like scared to speak at the table because of Whoopi. Right. But she also said to Sherry that she was scared to speak at the table because of Barbara. Because of Barbara. So I think like uh, when the book comes out, we'll probably talk about it a lot more in detail. But for now, mm-hmm. we have to talk about one other huge thing that was released from it which is more of what Rosie had to say about her time at The View yeah um it's kind of been everywhere about how Rosie discussed her relationship with Elizabeth um saying that there was a mutual crush between them and not like so when I only heard people report like reporting about it, I was like a little bit confused. But then when I actually read what Rosie says, it's like pretty clear that what she means is like we had a sort of like crush, like in the sense of I was like she was the new kid in town and I was like going to kind of mentor her and like kind of help her. And mm-hmm. we had this like fun relationship where we both like liked each other yeah i've i think i've heard people say before like they were work wives yeah um because like they they did get along really well before they Mm. had their on air fight and like that's that's like part of why it's like an iconic moment of pop culture because they were such good friends yeah and then they slowly started to break up on air yeah Um, So it says O'Donnell recalls how she initially tried to mold Hasselbeck by giving her advice about how to debate on TV. Here's what I said. I'm the senior. She's the freshman. I've got a really good player on the freshman team, but I have to teach her how to loosen up. Um, And then it says there was turmoil behind the scenes. O'Donnell tried to take control of the show from Barbara and Bill Getty. And initially Hasselbeck sided with O'Donnell. And then there was this. Joy Behar speculated that O'Donnell had a crush on Hasselback, which O'Donnell confirms in the book. I think there were underlying lesbian undertones on both parts. O'Donnell says about her working relationship with Hasselback. O'Donnell backed this idea up with some dubious evidence. I think that this is something that will hurt her if you write it. (laughs) She (laughs) literally being like, maybe you shouldn't write it. Maybe don't put this in the book she was the mvp of a division one softball team for two years that won the finals there are not many in my life girls with such athletic talent on sports teams that are traditionally male that aren't at least a little bit gay although o'donnell was attracted to hasselback she never wanted to act on it there was a little bit of a crush o'donnell says but not that i wanted to kiss her i wanted to support raise elevate her Like, she was the freshman star, shortstop, and I was the captain of the team. So she was the top, and Elizabeth (laughs) was the bottom. O'Donnell changed sports uh, metaphors from baseball to basketball. I was going to Scotty Pippen her. I have no idea what that means. I assume it's a sexual position. Oh, my God. If I was Jordan, I was going to give her the ball and let her shoot, but it was in no way sexualized. Here's what I'm going to say. When Rosie was like, when I was reading this thing that Rosie said, something like clicked. It was the opposite of what's not clicking. It was clicking. <laughs> something was clicking. Because I remembered, like, I've spoken before about how when I was like 12 or 11 and I was watching Elizabeth on Survivor, I had like a really big crush on her. And it was like 
one of those little kid crushes where it's like you want to be them but you also kind of like have a like romantic crush on them as much as like an 11 year old does um and I thought like it's okay I will say this what we're what Rosie is saying Elizabeth has like an energy that I think a lot of like gay women feel comfortable with because she has that like tomboy girl next door energy. Yeah. Especially when she was in Survivor and like then coming out of Survivor. She has that like relatable kind of tomboy energy. And I think that that is like easy. It's easier for like, well, I'm, I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth, but I think it's like easier for gay women to like, have a crush on that as opposed to just like having a crush on like the unattainable like weird unrelatable energy so to me it kind of makes sense that rosie like did have that kind of like quote-unquote crush like even though it was like not a sexual crush right makes sense to me that she would like have that with elizabeth and she's saying it was mutual yeah um and like that's not crazy to me but Mm -hmm. i think for someone to say all of this, I get where Rosie's coming from. Yeah. And it's like, to me, it seems like not that serious. Yeah. But given her current relationship with, with Elizabeth. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's like handing Elizabeth so much ammunition against mm-hmm. her. Because, yeah. and, and like even the like sports reference, like obviously yeah. like that's so it's such like a joke and yeah and like like, it's kind of like i read it almost like as a joke that you would tell in a comfortable scenario to another gay person but like when it's put in when it's put in (laughs) when it's it's put out into the world and everyone is reading it it looks bad yeah um yeah it's like something i might say yeah but like i'm saying it deliberately because it's a stereotype yeah and like I, but I wouldn't make, I wouldn't write my memoir and write something yeah. like that. It just kind of goes with the overall theme of the Rosie section of this book where yeah. Rosie did an interview where she was way too casual. Yeah, way too candid. It like made for an exciting read, but it obviously she's not happy that she did that. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. Marie and I visited the restaurant where the supposed yeah. interview took place completely oh, by accident completely by accident it was we just like randomly picked this place to go have lunch it was like a magnetic pull yeah <laughs> something was telling us to go there yes the one other thing that i wanted to say about when rosie says that it was like a mutual thing it totally makes sense that like and again this is me like theorizing maybe she was like kind of using rosie's attention to like help herself get further and then once she like didn't need that anymore she like let go and rosie was like i thought we had like a real friendship here Mm -hmm. and elizabeth is like no like well that's basically because she was using her and rosie's talked about that before like she talked about it on watch what happens live once um that the reason like that was so painful was because like Elizabeth and her were so close Mm -hmm. and Elizabeth had been to her house and you know they were real friends and like that to me that makes total sense yeah so lucky us we were there when Elizabeth was there and all of this happened in the same like few days so it was addressed when Elizabeth was on the view so I didn't really expect the view to go actually go for it like (laughs) this like i i i could we were sitting in the audience Mm -hmm. for this and when sunny said the word rosie i if they did audience reactions my hands were on my cheeks <laughs> my mouth was wide open i was yeah. the emoji and, with the white eyes <laughs> and the blue face like and my hand like went to your leg and i was gripping yes. it yes and as she went on and continued to speak i had one yeah. hand clutching uh your knee and my other hand clutching sean our social media yeah. intern's knee yeah and my mouth i everything was agape yeah <laughs> everything i couldn't believe it was happening yeah so the air in the room when like the when sunny finished her question and the seconds before elizabeth started talking felt like years yes and the air was like so still in the room everyone was so tense even the people who like 
earlier in line seemed to have no idea what the view was. (laughs) They caught up. Like, they immediately caught up and were like, something's happening. Yeah. And, like... It's also just like lol that Sunny had to be the you'd think that yeah. Joy would take the question. Yeah. But it's hilarious that Sunny was like once again taking one for the team. Yes. <laughs> like fine, I'll ask it. I don't <laughs> give a fuck. <laughs> um and so when they when Elizabeth had to answer, she literally like like took she to several breaths yeah. and Whoopi was like breathe, breathe. because she was about to have a panic attack. And Elizabeth attack. was like, that was the breath of God I had to take. <laughs> she had to breathe God's hot breath in mm-hmm. for a second. Yeah. What did it mean to you? Did That's the breath of the Holy Spirit. Like, please, Holy Spirit, work through me right now yes. so I don't answer my own mind. Yes. <laughs> take a breath. A couple things. So I... <laughs> This is right. (laughs) Lord help me. Um, This is how I believe this needs to be addressed, Um, both truthfully and maybe where I wouldn't have addressed it with some grace in years past and haven't. um, I will now. So two things. One, I think what she said was reckless, untrue, and not only insulting, disturbing when it comes to how she felt about somebody in the workplace. That somebody happened to be me, but if you replace what Rosie said and you take her name out and you put in Reuben or Robert, then we would be in a situation where you would see the object, 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 objectification, thank you, objectification mm-hmm. of a woman in the workplace. The thing about when you breathe in God's hot <laughs> breath like that your your lungs become so full and your responses become so long-winded so (laughs) she could have just been like that's not true yeah rosie's a little crazy yeah but instead she gave us way more than i think the view even bargained for yes um basically saying uh rosie was reckless yes she was untrue no she wasn't Uh disturbing no. No, that makes you seem homophobic. Yes. So. So the way that like Elizabeth frames it as like she said some really batshit things like the way that if I only heard Elizabeth's response about it and I didn't read what Rosie had said, I would think that Rosie was like Elizabeth was so hot. I wanted to F her every day across that view table. Yeah. And then Joy is the one who kind of brings it back and was like. And I hated how when we were there, the audience was like clapping at what Elizabeth was saying. No, they didn't. They clapped. We didn't clap. The audience like the audience was clapping when she was like, you don't get a pass just because you're a lesbian. And then I like looked around and the audience was clapping and none of us were clapping. Not in our row. (laughs) No, (laughs) the audience was not laughing. Um, And... Then when when Joy was like, yeah, but she said that she had a crush, like a non-sexual crush. Is that really the same as I like... I think my fingers were going... Yes, snapping. you snapped when <laughs> Joy said that. Um, like, is that really the same thing? And like, no, it's not. Yeah. Like, there's... People have like work husbands mm-hmm. and like stuff and no one is like calling HR on that. I think Elizabeth's response may have been even more reckless than Rosie's. Yes. However, Rosie handed her the yeah. opportunity to make that kind of statement like that's rosie gave that to her well she didn't say anything about the way you looked or anything she just said she had a crush on you is that is that the same thing i'm just curious there were words in her statement that said she had intentionally tried to groom me and take me under her wing does that mean brush your hair i have no idea (laughs) but here's the thing number one the feeling was not mutual but i did respect her as a co-host and as a person in the office as i think it should happen in all workplaces but i think what we're hearing is we should be as disturbed about that um in this case as we have been in the fact if her name was robert secondly i think what she said about female athletes Mm -hmm. um if you're an athletic girl and you're competitive and you're gritty and i wore eye black and i slid into second base and if you're a runner or a pitcher, or if you, if, whatever basketball, your sport is, anything. basketball, whatever it is, <coughs> it's it's a lie and it's reckless to attach a sexuality to that. And I think it's selfish on her part. And I would say it to my friend. And again, the audience was clapping, and I was like, but it's all because Ugh. it's because like I know, like Rosie, Rosie even said she like she's gonna to be her. mad. If I know. You write this. It was like fed to her. I just thought that Elizabeth 
twisted it so much to make it seem like big fat loud lesbian rosie yes that's exactly what she was like playing i think um the worst part about what elizabeth said was was the grooming comment yeah so she used the word grooming which Which was used used, which has been used so much recently in the abducted in plain sight and michael jackson and r kelly yeah yeah like Elizabeth used the word grooming, but that word is not used in the book or in what Rosie said. Yeah. And it was never that. It was like a mentoring thing. Yeah. And Elizabeth purpose, like she, we were talking about this over text and like you said, she knew what she was doing when she used that word because it has that, it carries that connotation. Yeah. And it's like, I can't believe that 10 years later they're reigniting. We're doing this again. Yeah. So I thought Rosie would be like, you know, in turmoil after this, uh-huh. but she actually has just been like vacationing and going fishing every yeah. day. And she, she was on Instagram live today, like with, hanging out with some dolphins. Yeah. Like she's fine. She's standing strong with what she said. It ain't easy. There are days where it's really difficult. Like days when Elizabeth Hasselbeck says you were grooming her and that if you were a man named Ronald, Ronald O'Donnell, she has to give me a Reagan name. First of all, that's Republican which I find annoying. And um, I wasn't grooming her. I was loving her. You know, she couldn't take it that somebody was nice to her. She liked me back. It wasn't like a sexual thing, but she liked me back. We were friends. And I have I have proof. Watch all those episodes. And also, well, there's lots of things. Oh, yes? Kathy Moss! Oh, I think my friend Kathy just got a fish. Um, okay, what else? Oh, the other like thing that happened while Elizabeth was on the view was mm-hmm. um she spoke very candidly about how she was fired from the show. And I don't think it had ever like been completely confirmed that she yeah. w- was fired. Um and they had Joy and her had this moment where they both like spoke about their reactions to each of them being fired. Mm-hmm. And I and just Joy was like Thank God. And Elizabeth was like heartbroken. And if you were a big fan of The View during that time, you might remember that before Elizabeth was fired, there were these rumors that came out that said that she was too polarizing and that her contract was going to be over. Yeah. And then Barbara came on the show and said, that's all rumors. That's not true. (laughs) Deny, deny, deny. Like classic Barbara. Yeah. And then shortly after uh-huh. Elizabeth was fired or let go or went to Fox or whatever. Yeah. And so everything that Elizabeth is saying on the show about that today just like confirms that it did happen exactly the way that we always thought it did. So like what you're saying is the leaker has always been there. Yes. <laughs> there is a particularly false story that keeps getting picked up about Elizabeth's alleged departure, saying that we don't approve of her conservative views. The truth is, we love Elizabeth. I I like her personally, (coughs) and she's just a wonderful person. But beyond that, we value and appreciate her point of view. It's important to us because Elizabeth helps give the show perspective and balance. And believe me, she's tougher than she looks. She'd have to (laughs) sit here for a decade and, and take the kind of guff we give her. So we have no plans for Elizabeth to leave this show. Um, and I think that's in her book. So she was there to promote her book called Point of View. Right. Which we have read some of, yeah. but we're not ready to give a full book club review yet. Unfortunately, I keep falling asleep when reading it. And that's not, I'm not, that's not even, I'm not even trying to shade the book. <laughs> it just puts me in a mindset where my body is, my body and mind are ready to let go. Yeah, um, even on a crowded subway. Even on a crowded subway, I just I took in too much of God's hot breath and I had to go to sleep. There's not very good ventilation on the subway, <laughs> so not enough of God's hot breath was getting through the subway trains. Yeah. Um but the book is a lot about God and when she was on the view, she talked a lot mm. about God more than I had ever heard her talk about God. She is my favorite pastor, <laughs> Pastor Hasselback. Yeah, the book is um Without like talking about it too much, it is kind of a retelling of everything that we know about her time on The View and Survivor through the lens of the gospel. Yeah, and it's her... Um, and that's like ro- a direct quote. <laughs> and 
it's worth noting that like Elizabeth didn't participate in the ladies who punch book. And mm-hmm. it's because she wanted to tell her own story, her own point of her view. O- yeah. And write the new Testament. Yeah. Another thing, speaking of New Testament, when she came out, I noticed that she had, or like when she came out to the table on the view on the day that right. we were there, she had a lot of stuff with her, <laughs> which is like unusual. Yeah. Like she had her own book, but then she, it also looked like as if she had her phone and another book. A Bible. A Bible. That Candace Cameron Bure, I can only assume, gave to her. <laughs> or she took it from Candace's old dressing room. <laughs> Yeah. So like when we say that she was talking about God a lot, it she was she like truly this is, is truly, a pastor. Yeah, this is her day. This is her her life now. Yeah. And also I thought that the audience was going to stand up for her when she mm-hmm. came out and I was like looking to Marie and I was like we're all going to stand, right? And Marie just shook her head. And no. she was right. No one stood. No one was that excited about her being there. Well, as we be- go into talking about our time yeah. at the view, um let's start from okay. the very beginning, <laughs> which is the lineup outside yeah. where um we overheard people in the line literally being like, who is the guest today? Yeah. We were in line and there was like a, a, a young woman and her mother, I guess, in front of us. And they stopped one of the like view workers who was going up and down the line to be like, who's the guest today? Which first of all, like, are you fucked? Yeah. <laughs> so then the worker goes, let me find out. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, there's already a disconnect. We're already not in the world I thought we were in. Yeah. She walks away, comes back, and is like, Elizabeth Hasselbeck. The mother turns to the daughter and goes, do you know who that is? And she goes, no. <laughs> how are you here? Like, like when? how are you here when, like, we know for a fact there were people who, like, couldn't get tickets? I literally, like, flew yeah. to New York City for Wig this. Wig flew for this. <laughs> And there were people who just kind of decided to show up that day. And like, that's fine. But we were on different, yeah, on a we different were in a level. Different, yeah. It was, yeah. there were two different stories happening. Another thing about the line in that same vein was like later on when we were lining up to go into the studio, the security guard was like going up and down the line being like, who can name the five current ladies of the view? Mm-hmm. Everyone who he asked was like, whoopee, joy. Nothing. I know. <laughs> and I realized at that moment we were like in a different world where most people were there, not as fans of The View, but as like whoopee fans. Yeah. And also like um, not to get too ahead of ourselves, uh-huh. but later on that knowledge was important because that was your ticket into the bathroom was knowing yeah. who the co-hosts were yeah. um, on The View. So some people uh, pissed themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it was it was um it was really mm-hmm. bizarre. So I really want to take everyone through the full experience because that's what I always wanted people to give me yeah. as a fan. So if you are not a huge fan of the view <laughs> and you're not a huge fan of us, then I don't know what you're doing here, <laughs> but we're about to just talk about ourselves for the next 3 30, hours. Yeah. <laughs> So buckle up. Um, So we walk in finally to the view waiting room. And right away, we're assaulted by a video of Sarah Haynes playing on television. There was like um, two TVs set up in the waiting room, which if you've been before, you know, is like a really big um, like room with a bunch of tables to sit at in a Starbucks. So like um, a waiting room. Oh wait, you know, like a regular waiting room. And <laughs> there was these screens that were playing like the kind of like best of clips of the view, but every single one of them had Sarah, Sarah. in, and not just like Sarah in, but like she was the focus. Yeah, and the the crowd was just like, oh, like. <laughs> 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 um, but. Um, that's kind of where the happiness ended um, because yeah. we there was a man holding a, a 
So cardboard like cutout a, yeah. of Abby's head. So there's like a little station set up where you can take photos with like um, little cardboard cutout heads of the ladies of the view, which you've seen our, a photo of us with Sean holding those on Twitter if you follow us. And the Abby one was mysteriously absent from the little station, the right. little photo station. That's because there was a security guard who was kind of running the show back there. Yeah, <laughs> it was a dictatorship. Was, <laughs> he was using the Abby's Abby head cutout <laughs> to kind of direct people whenever he wanted to <laughs> direct people to their like the instructions of where they had to go next. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he just like took it upon himself to like, like I don't know if he thought he was like paying someone tribute by like taking this and being like, uh, you know, like Abby's telling you to go over here or <laughs> oh, I like if it was, it you know, like, like I don't know if maybe he thought, oh, it's like, oh, Abby's telling you now you're allowed to get in line for Starbucks. Now you're allowed to pee. Like maybe that's where he was thinking or mm-hmm. where it came from. That's not really how it looked, though. <laughs> it looked more like he just like was like, no one's using this one and grabbed it. And like to him, he had no idea who that woman was right. on the thing and was just kind of using it to point people and, and just throwing it around kind of willy nilly. But that's why we don't have a picture with Abby. And it's it was not a joke. It, was it like, wasn't a joke. We weren't like throwing shade being like, oh, yeah. he's directing people to the washrooms with it. Mm-hmm. No, he was literally directing people to when they were allowed to go line up to the for the toilet. Yeah, which is um, not often. And... they fill you up with free juice and then and then you have to go ask abby if you're allowed to go to the bathroom that's not how i thought meeting abby huntsman would go but also i kind of like her new personality as the bathroom attendant yeah yeah there was some strong personalities happening backstage um for the audience at least he was good cop and bad cop like he had to play both parts yeah but he used the abby cutout when he had to be bad cop yes (laughs) it's all making sense now yeah (laughs) i'm glad we talked this through (laughs) i don't want to get him in trouble because he was like good at getting people to do what they need to do so i don't want to get him in trouble do I think that someone should tell him to stop using the Abby thing? Yes. <laughs> because I didn't get to take a picture where I look like a potato with Abby. Yes. And I don't think that she would want someone using her head to point people to when they're allowed to get in line for Starbucks. I don't know. She might like it. <laughs> <laughs> so then what happened? Then we finally get seated. Mm-hmm. Um, and the... The infamous warm-up comedian that we had heard so many people complain about before Uh was not there. And the warm-up comedian was a dream. It was a comedian. Yes. (laughs) And she was a dream. She was delightful. She gave... What's the name of that person from Video on Trial? Deborah... Gia, yes. Gia, Bonnie or something. Yeah. yeah. A Canadian <laughs> star. She was very reminiscent yes. of. Yes. Really made, really lightened the atmosphere after um, Abby's <laughs> washroom lineup. <laughs> Abby attacked us. <laughs> so we were like in the audience waiting for it to start and the warm up comedian was doing her thing, making us laugh, making us dance. <laughs> and we were we were greeted so kindly mm-hmm. by Brian mm-hmm. who came up and said hello to us and made a joke about sex robots. Yeah. Before saying hello, he said, I tried to get a sex robot topic in today, but there was just too much to talk about, yeah. which is fair. Yeah. And I don't think I even said anything because I just was like, I wasn't expecting him to yeah. say hello. Um, and then a few minutes later, Candy Carter came out. I saw Candy walking across the stage holding like a cup of coffee, just <laughs> scanning the audience. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I got so <laughs> This scared. is where we get removed <laughs> yes. from the audience. It's like he's going to come over with his Abby sign again, the security <laughs> guard, and kick us out. Yeah. Um, but she was really nice, too. Um, I like... I felt like she had such a presence like she had big dick energy (laughs) yeah but then she just asked us about our trip and Uh then she said I listen Uh and I was like ah and then then, like that's it the show started yeah the show started they did their first topic which 
um kevin doesn't remember because he blacked out but I blacked out <laughs> couldn't tell you what they talked about also it's interesting the mics in the studio are like quite low yeah so you it's it's really silent in there because everyone's like leaning in. Yeah, to try you to really hear what feel like saying. you like have to really listen hard. Yeah. Um, but they were talking about Trump and the Mueller report um, for their first topic before they went to commercial. Heard of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the first commercial break is really where all of the everything that I everything never could have off. imagined happened. Yeah. To us. <laughs> Um, but I can't remember like the order of events. So Brian went up to the table and kind of told the, I kind of overheard at this point I was like on high alert being like, what is, is there anything crazy going to happen? I don't think I see. I kind of was like, you know, Brian and Candy, they follow us on Twitter. They, they're like sort of aware of us. They might like wave or something. Yeah. And I was like, that probably would be like the wildest thing that yeah, would happen. I th- so he went up and it seemed like he was like telling the ladies like, oh, those are the Digit of the View podcast people up there. Because he was like pointing and there was some little waving happening. And I was like, oh, wonderful. So they kind of were like, you could hear whispers of people. And so the audience coordinator is like uh, entertaining the audience or the audience like comedian is entertaining the audience while this mm-hmm. is happening. But like my I eyes were, <laughs> yeah. I was like, <laughs> I had blinders on and I was just looking at that stage and I heard kind of whispers of them pointing and being like, oh, Digital the View, oh, the podcast. Then Whoopi like, loudly was like, where are the people who love to make fun of us? Yeah. And then I like panicked. And I was doing the like international symbol of like no cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> like, like being like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Uh and then the audience um warm up, like it caught her attention. Yeah. So she came over and brought the mic to us. And we um introduced ourselves to Whoopi. Never in my why like I truly I'm still stunned because I I just did not think Whoopi would even look at me. Yeah. So for her now to be talking to us, yeah. I was like melting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, she asked us a couple of questions. I think she asked, she said, do you guys play us on the podcast or yeah. like, what do you do? And um, we were like, no, no, we just talk about you guys. <laughs> no, we don't do that. <laughs> but then Brian was like, I'm not letting you get away with this. Yeah. And he was like, they do play you on the view theater. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, who plays me? And then everyone pointed the at audience. And <laughs> yeah, I was like, Kevin does. And then the audience got into it when Whoopi was like, oh, I want to hear you do my voice. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I just immediately was like, I'm not doing that, yeah. Miss Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> because my whoopee impression is like not good. Like that's the point. It's uh-huh. like it's bad. And I did not want Whoopi to be led to believe yeah. that I like do a good impersonation of her. Well So I was like That's up for debate. I'm not letting this be like my <laughs> legacy with yeah. Whoopi Goldberg. I think you made the right choice. Yeah. Um, so we spoke to Whoopi and she asked where we were from and just like I think my takeaway and that the thing that I would like to convey to people the most is like she was so warm and nice, just like so kind. And when people say like when Sherry and other hosts and other people say that Whoopi is like so generous and kind. Sometimes I don't think that gets that comes across on the view. Yeah, because she doesn't she knows, want that to be yeah, her persona. And she knows on the view, she's like doing a, a part. She's like playing her part and doing what needs to be done. And I think people don't think of her as being this like really kind, generous person. She was so nice and so like warm to us that I was, it was like so, mm-hmm. it was just what a delight. So by this point in time, the other co-hosts were becoming aware of us. Yeah. And I believe Megan and Sunny started talking to us Mm -hmm. um, because Megan was like, where are they? And then I cannot believe this happened. She (laughs) said, my producer tells me you want to take a picture of me choking you. And she said this in front of like an audience, the whole of, audience yeah, now of like 80 <laughs> women <laughs> staring at us. And I know that no one like gets that. I was like dying when she said that. Yeah. Um, and then I think. Um, and then Sunny said, Sunny was also like, oh, there they are. And Sunny said um, the most iconic line, where is the woman? <laughs> yeah. 
And I said, it's me. And then Sunny said, in front of a room of people, I love your laugh. Yeah. And that's where I will go when I'm having a really bad day. <laughs> yeah. And, and when people also... criticize me for like scream yelling and or scream mm-hmm. laughing too much on this podcast, I will remember that Sunny said that. And it also like confirmed like who that Sunny had actually heard. Heard it. Yeah. yeah. Um, And then... Then when Megan was like looking at us and I had the mic in front of my face, I said, um, Megan, you were at my wedding, Denise, your oh, tweet. Yeah. And I don't think Megan like took a second to be like, what? And yeah. then, cause I don't think she had, it no. had like fully formed into a meme yet. And no. I was like, Megan, your tweet. And then <laughs> she turned to the audience and Sunny was like, what are you, what's he talking uh-huh. about? And Megan was like, uh, Denise, that bitch. <laughs> So like little backstory, the night before Kevin and I were like in an Uber going back to our Airbnb. This is not a sponsored ad. (laughs) Um, And I was like on Twitter and I saw Megan tweeted, you were at my wedding, Denise. And I like showed it to Kevin and we were both just like, this is so funny. And Mm -hmm. she probably doesn't even realize how funny this is. And you like you retweeted it. And then the next morning I kind of like kind of forgot that like that was a thing or I also didn't expect that the rest of the world would think that that's funny yeah I thought it was like too inside and then when you brought it up to her I think it like tipped it over the edge of her being like oh my god people think (laughs) people think this is funny I think probably she's so used to getting dragged that like it had been a while since someone was like celebrating (laughs) something she said yeah um, you were at my wedding, Denise. <laughs> and then I think that was it. Like that was yeah. kind of the commercial break. Mm-hmm. Um, Joy, Joy, um, what she was kind of glaring at us. <laughs> um, and I think at one point she did ask Sunny, what is the name of the podcast? Uh-huh. And Sunny said, Deja the View. And Joy kind of went like, huh? Yeah. Um, Abby, Abby's not even I think too pregnant yeah I she to like yeah this isn't and like this, this I'm not this even not dissing. a drag no not even a diss it's not a drag not a diss she she just was like not present in the commercial break because she's probably like this is the Don't most uncomfortable I've felt yeah. yeah um yeah so like that was it we went through the whole show mm-hmm. we saw Elizabeth um you know it was it was very surreal. Yeah, it was very surreal. So the show ended and people started to stand up to leave. Um, I was a little nervous that the cardboard cutout Abby was going to be like, get out. Um, but then Sunny kind of pointed to security and then they told us to come over. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, it's happening. I cannot believe this is either where they like, um, where they put say bags over our or, heads and yeah. kidnap us and <laughs> or give us like our cease, cease and, and desist. desist yeah yeah um, um but they could not have been nicer we got led um backstage with megan and sunny everyone mm-hmm. else had left and mm-hmm. um some of the producers were like lingering around with yeah. us and we were waiting for the audience to clear out um so that we could take pictures and so we got to like chat with them for mm-hmm. a bit and my blood felt, I don't know about you, but my blood felt like cocaine and eight Red Bulls. Full cocaine blood. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and yeah, so we, they just kind of were like, how was the show? Like, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Um, I asked Sunny, I know I've talked a lot of shit about the hens in the past, but <laughs> that was where my brain went. I was like, how are the hens? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we talked about the hens and the cactus Instagram. Yeah, because we had seen a magician the night before who was pulling doves out of his yeah. jacket and stuff. As you do in New York. Yeah. So Sunny was talking about her hens and I was like, well, here's an idea. <laughs> um, what if you started doing magic with the hens? Um, and so, then- if, so if you see on her Instagram <laughs> some magic popping up, you know where that's from. <laughs> yeah. And I do kind of like the hens now because I like that she also is a beekeeper and it occurred to me that she's kind of like Barbie and that she can do anything. She's a yeah. lawyer, a journalist, a talk show host. I like that. That's your point of reference, that she's kind of like Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> um I like that the hens are giving us something different and I like that the, like I like that all of the Instagrams are giving us something different. It's not just like three yeah. dogs, you know? I did. Um, 
I told Megan, she was like, started talking about her cactus Instagram. And I said like, I need to see like more pictures of people with the actual cactus, yeah. like holding the cactus, et cetera. So we'll see if she takes that <laughs> advice. Um, we talked a little bit about Elizabeth with mm-hmm. them because they were like, how was the show for you? And I said, I was gagging. Yeah. Um, we, we talked about survivor for like a second. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also like turned to Brian who was beside us and I was like, you guys really went for it with that with rosy, rosy question. question. What else happened? Well, Megan asked you who, <gasps> oh because so okay. we were in kind of in, uh, in conversation, they like made a joke being like, oh, we must be your favorites now. Like <laughs> we're meeting with you guys. And then Megan's head went to like, who's your least favorite co-host, yes. Kevin? Which was like. Like, I love that she asked yeah. me that. Like, that is Not so... who's your most favorite, but, yeah. like, who's your least favorite? Like, she was being so real <laughs> in that moment. <laughs> like, but to be honest, I'm more interested in hearing who you didn't like. And yeah. I said, uh, Rosie, without hesitating, I was like, Rosie Perez, because she never was there. Yeah, because she didn't go to work. Yeah. Another thing uh-huh. that <laughs> Megan said yeah. when we were becoming best friends was um she thanked us for sticking up for her in our feud with bobby burke mm-hmm. which again like that <laughs> just was to me iconic yeah. like megan's brand is so like like she was exactly who you see on tv which mm-hmm. she was the same person backstage mm-hmm. Um, yeah she's like the thing about her that I can say and Sunny not that Sunny wasn't but like the thing about Megan that like um, that stands out is like she was so not fake yeah yeah Um, and so like down to talk shit (laughs) 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 yeah and so I think I just was like I just started like rambling at the mouth Uh being like yeah, he didn't even have a point. Like blah 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 blah, blah. and, so, and I just kept repeating, "He's a hypocrite." <laughs> <laughs> so watch out, Clayton. <laughs> There's a new friend in town. Yeah, um, and I think by that time we like uh, moved over to the table to take some pictures with them. Yeah, um, which was great. Yeah, and never thought that was gonna happen either. Oh my God, no. Never, I never in a million any years. of this was going to happen. The thing about it, again, that I like want to convey is like everyone was really, really kind and it felt like nothing was like overly precious. Like nothing was like, they weren't like weirdly protective about things. And I think I expected that. Yeah. Just they, knowing how like Hollywood and how like famous people are, I expected there to be like more of a barrier, but they just were like really nice and really kind. Yeah. Um, and I thought that I would get really like shy and yeah, like me too. not be able to deal with this, but, but I think- instead I like couldn't shut up. <laughs> like after we took the picture, I like, I was like, this is, I don't know what came over me, but I just like yeah. turned to Megan, like alone with Megan uh-huh. and just started being like, like, I just hope you know, like, everything we do is just a joke. <laughs> like, it's not personal. Um, like It's so, not personal. It's drag. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, like, it's unconditional love from us, yeah. but we just like to drag. Yeah. Um, and then I said, like, sometimes I tweet things and I, like, can't tell if I'm, like, scared to even do it because you follow us and I don't mm. want you to, I want you to, like, know that we're joking. And she was like, I'm not precious. I can take a joke, like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like, and then I think Sean was like, it's nothing worse than you, <laughs> like, <laughs> seen before. Yeah. And then I don't know what was going on on your side. We were talking While I was having Sunny. my one-on-one we date with Sunny and Brian. my dear friend Megan McCain. <laughs> I was talking about sex robots with Brian, um, as you do. <laughs> mm. So as all of this chaos is going on... Um, suddenly someone hands me a pair of shoes Mm -hmm. and says, these are from Whoopi. And I could have truly passed out (laughs) because I... You looked like the Casey Musgraves meme when she wins the award and is like, what? What? (laughs) That's what you looked like. I just did not expect that. And then I started to realize like, play it back in my head our conversation with Whoopi and I realized that like she did say something at the end that I could hardly hear and it sounded like she said um something about like put these 
where you wherever you record yeah put you can put these up where you record and like remember this or something like that and i heard the word feet and i was like (laughs) this doesn't i don't know what she said but like well yeah yeah, to be determined and then it turned out she had signed a pair of her shoes and wrote Mm -hmm. um whoopi goldberg keep having fun yeah which I think is now our ta- our our couple tattoo. Keep having fun. Keep having fun. Yeah. Whoopi Goldberg. And the shoes are, they're up on a shelf right mm. beside us right now. Um, so Whoopi got her wish. Yeah, they're. <laughs> it came true. They're like the most insane shoes. They're they have like they're like very springy. Yeah. They have astroturf on them. You can see them on. Um, on Deja the View Pod Twitter, mm-hmm. and if you follow Kevin personally, you can see them on his um, Instagram. Um, yeah, it was just like overall a really surreal experience that I never expected. Yeah, and then so if you're wondering, like after this experience, if like our tone is going to change, um, I'll have you know that they specifically, <laughs> <laughs> Brian was like, now don't go changing, like still give it to us exactly the same. Yeah. But the thing is, I literally always try to be nice. Yeah. This is just what comes out. Yeah, that's the thing is like, I think that I hit a certain point where like, I actually really um, started to like really, really love the show early on in doing this podcast. And so I mm-hmm. don't see anything changing in that yeah. way. Because um, I think people forget that like I was the super fan and yeah. Marie, um, I just was like dragging her into this. Uh-huh. And then, and then I adopted now. a love of the view. Um, yeah. And then we got copies. I mean, you know, to top a great morning off, <laughs> we got copies of Point the of Bible. View. <laughs> Elizabeth Hasselbeck's point of view, which we then got to carry through New York City for a day, like as if we were like on a mission, <laughs> like on like like we were missionaries yeah. <laughs> spreading the good word of Elizabeth Hasselbeck. Yeah, we were like sitting in Central Park, like mm-hmm. furiously reading it. There was like a there was like a younger like um, queer couple sitting in Central Park near us that were like like snickering at us reading Elizabeth Hasselbeck's book. <laughs> and I in my mind I was like, I'll pray for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but truly like if any, if anyone from the view is listening, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. That was like so kind of you guys and we promise to (laughs) keep dragging. You know, we we bring it to you every ball. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, to our dear friends, Megan McCain and and Sunny Hostin, um, keep working hard and one day maybe you could have a podcast like us. (laughs) (laughs) It's such an experience that if we didn't have the photos, like we were talking about this earlier, if we didn't have photos and we told someone about what happened, I think that they would think that we were like the craziest liars. Yeah. I feel like even just talking about the whole experience in general and how we like got to meet Sunny and Megan, Mm -hmm. I like slip into like crazy person fan mode and I can't like talk about it in like a chill way yeah I'm just like and then she said this and then we did this and I like because like I really am that that fan yeah so I just feel so grateful Mm -hmm. um to have been on this ride and I never expected it and it was literally it was like the one time in in my life that I've been able to say wow what a moment a moment that it's most meaningful to me in my career. Yeah. But yeah, that was our trip. Um, it was worth getting the common cold for, I think. Yeah. And I, you know, if Megan ever gets married again, I can't wait to be in her oh wedding. Denise. Um, so that's kind of it for us. We just wanted to give you some view updates and explain what had happened to us mm-hmm. at the view. Um, and we'll be back to our regular, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming soon. Uh-huh. Big things coming, you guys. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Not really. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure we'll have lots more to say about the Ladies Who Punch book. Mm-hmm. And, um, we might do a Bible study on Elizabeth's book. Yeah. 
down the line. So as we spend the next couple of weeks just, you know, resting and recovering from what happened to us. Mm -hmm. And trying to fit my feet into the size five whoopee shoes. (laughs) Which, (laughs) it's a good thing. It was also a big concern when we were coming through customs. (laughs) I was like, TSA is not going to have this. And when they ask me what these are and I say they're from whoopee, they will double not They will tase you on the spot. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you for listening. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Deja the View Pod. Mm. Thank you, the View, for all, all the fun and uh, have a great day, everyone. And remember to take a little time to keep having fun. Hit it, Abigail. That's all, folks. See you later. John Huntsman, the real job creator. GOP, join the hunt. GOP, GOP. GOP.